Greetings, friends, and welcome to day number 37 of Bible in a Year with Pastor Steve. It's so good to have you joining us today, whether you're a first-time guest or a regular listener. We are so thankful for you here and that you have chosen to walk on this journey together and trying to read the entirety of the Bible within a year's time. Now, you can join this Bible in a Year podcast at any time. This plan is open to all. Uh, Whether you join midway through the year or right at the last minute, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you dedicate yourself to a holy habit of finding God in the scriptures each day. Well, today we'll be reading from Numbers chapters 16 through 19. I'm actually going to read Numbers 16 and 17, but you should also read on your own 18 and 19. The reading plan also suggests Psalm 37 and Proverb number Six. As always, you can obtain that Bible in a Year reading plan by clicking on the link in the show notes and grabbing the PDF from the webpage. There's also a Facebook page link that you can click and join so that we can continue the conversation there. You may have some other questions that you'd like to be addressed uh, or to just meet in community with one another. That's what it's all there for. So today, as I mentioned, I'll be reading Numbers 16 and 17. I'll be reading from the World English Bible, the web translation, but you are welcome to read from any translation that you have on hand or are comfortable with. But friends, without further ado, let us go ahead and jump right into God's Word together. Numbers chapter 16. Now Korah, the son of Izar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, with Dathan and Ibaram, the sons of Eliab and On, The son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took some men. They rose up before Moses with some of the children of Israel, 250 princes of the congregation, called to the assembly, men of renown. They assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said to them, You take too much on yourself, since all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and Yahweh is among them. Why do you lift yourselves up above Yahweh's assembly? When Moses heard it, he fell on his face. He said to Korah and to all his company, In the morning Yahweh will know, in the morning Yahweh will show who are his and who is holy, and will cause him to come near to him. Even him whom he shall choose, he will cause to come near to him. Do this, have Korah and all his company take censers, Put fire in them and put incense on them before Yahweh tomorrow. It shall be that the man whom Yahweh chooses, he shall be holy. You have gone too far, you sons of Levi. Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi. Is it a small thing to you that God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself to do the service of Yahweh's tabernacle and to stand before the congregation to minister to them? and that he has brought you near, and all your brothers, the sons of Levi, with you. Do you seek the priesthood also? Therefore you and all your company have gathered against Yahweh. What is Aaron that you complain against him? Moses sent to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and they said, We won't come up. Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness? 
but you must also make yourself a prince over us. Moreover, you haven't brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Will you put out the eyes of these men? We won't come up. Moses was very angry and said to Yahweh, Don't respect their offering. I have not taken one donkey from them, neither have I hurt one of them. Moses said to Korah, You and all your company go before Yahweh, you and they and Aaron tomorrow. Each man take his censer and put incense on it. And each man bring before Yahweh his censer, 250 censers, you also and Aaron, each with his censer. They each took his censer and put fire in it and laid incense on it and stood at the door of the tent of meeting with Moses and Aaron. Korah assembled all the congregation opposite them to the door of the tent of meeting. Yahweh's glory appeared to all the congregation. Yahweh spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Separate yourselves from among the congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. They fell on their faces and said, God, the God of spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin, and will you be angry with all the congregation? Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the congregation, saying, Get away from around the tent of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Moses rose up and went to Dathan and Abiram, and the elders of Israel followed him. He spoke to the congregation, saying, Depart, please, from the tents of these wicked men, and touch nothing of theirs, lest you be consumed in all their sins. So they went away from the tent of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, on every side. Dathan and Abiram came out and stood at the door of their tents with their wives, their sons, and their little ones. Moses said, Hereby you shall know that Yahweh has sent me to do all these works, for they are not from my own mind. If these men die the common death of all men, or if they experience what all men experience, then Yahweh hasn't sent me. But if Yahweh makes a new thing, and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that belong to them, and they go down alive into Sheol, then you shall understand that these men have despised Yahweh. As he finished speaking all these words, the ground that was under them split apart. The earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households, all of Korah's men and all their goods. So they and all that belonged to them went down alive into Sheol. The earth closed on them and they perished from among the assembly. All Israel that were around them fled at their cry, for they said, lest the earth swallow us up. Fire came out from Yahweh and devoured the 250 men who offered the incense. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest. Let he take up the censers out of the burning and scatter the fire away from the camp, for they are holy. Even the censers of those who sinned against their own lives, let them be beaten into plates for a covering of the altar, for they offered them before Yahweh. Therefore they are holy. They shall be assigned to the children of Israel. Eleazar the priest took up the bronze censers, which those who were burned had offered, and they beat them out for a covering of the altar, to be a memorial to the children of Israel, to the end that no stranger who isn't of the offspring of Aaron would come near to burn incense before Yahweh, that they not be as Korah and his company, as Yahweh spoke to him by Moses. 
But on the next day, all the congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and against Aaron, saying, You have killed Yahweh's people. When the congregation was assembled against Moses and against Aaron, they looked toward the tent of meeting. Behold, the cloud covered it, and Yahweh's glory appeared. Moses and Aaron came to the front of the tent of meeting. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Get away from among the congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. They fell on their faces. Moses said to Aaron, Take your censer, put fire from the altar in it, lay incense on it, carry it quickly to the congregation, and make atonement for them. For wrath has gone out from Yahweh. The plague has begun. Aaron did as Moses said and ran into the middle of the assembly. The plague had already begun among the people. He put on the incense and made atonement for the people. He stood between the dead and the living, and the plague was stayed. Now those who died by the plague were 14,700, in addition to those who died about the matter of Korah. Aaron returned to Moses to the door of the tent of meeting, and the plague was stopped. Numbers chapter 17. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and take rods from them, one for each father's house, of all their princes according to their father's houses, twelve rods. Write each man's name on his rod. You shall write Aaron's name on Levi's rod. There shall be one rod for each head of their father's houses. You shall lay them up in the tent of meeting before the covenant, where I meet with you. It shall happen that the rod of the man whom I shall choose shall bud. I will make the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against you, cease from me. Moses spoke to the children of Israel, and all their princes gave him rods. For each prince one, according to their father's houses, a total of twelve rods. Aaron's rod was among their rods. Moses laid up the rods before Yahweh in the tent of testimony. On the next day, Moses went into the tent of testimony, and behold, Aaron's rod for the house of Levi had sprouted, budded, produced blossoms, and bore ripe almonds. Moses brought out all the rods from before Yahweh to all the children of Israel. They looked, and each man took his rod. Yahweh said to Moses, Put back the rod of Aaron before the covenant, to be kept for a token against the children of rebellion that you may make an end to their complaining against me, that they not die. Moses did so. As Yahweh commanded him, so he did. The children of Israel spoke to Moses, saying, Behold, we perish, we are undone, we are all undone. Everyone who keeps approaching Yahweh's tabernacle dies. Will we all perish? Gracious and eternal God, we do give you thanks for another day. We give you thanks for breath in our lungs and acknowledge that each day is a gift. The next day or the next minute, even the next breath is not guaranteed. So help us to make the most of today. And Lord, as we dig into your scripture today, we ask that you open our hearts and our minds that we might hear from you and that you might help order our steps so that we might bring you all the praise, honor, and glory that you deserve and that we might experience your love in a new and profound way and share it with others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, chapter 16 is really quite interesting and action-packed, isn't it? It could really make for a good movie uh, if it were put to film, and maybe it has been. I'm not sure. 
But anyway, what happens here is there seems to be some sort of angst among the Levites that hits critical mass, uh, specifically for Korah, who is the son of Izar. If you remember the family tree of the Levites, we have Levi, uh, who was one of the sons of Israel, Jacob. Uh, Levi had three sons, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. If you go down, drill down deeper from Kohath, we see that Kohath had four sons, Amram, Izar, Hebron, and Uziel. Now, Amram uh, was the father of Aaron and Moses and Miriam, the sister. And through this line, through Aaron's line, come the Levitical priests, right? They're the ones offering the sacrifices. It's what we hear so much about with their ordination that's taken place in Exodus and also all the stipulations on how they are to handle the sacrifices and so on. But the others, the other Levites, uh, from they were tasked with other duties regarding the tabernacle, but not offering the sacrifices as priests. Now Korah, son of Izar, is the cousin of Aaron and Moses. And it appears that Korah becomes displeased with this work. It doesn't exactly say why, but perhaps all the attention that's paid to the, the priests here with the, the special ephods and everything else and the special instructions and calling out from God uh, has made him a little bit jealous. So he leads a rebellion of people. So Korah and then two other folks whom are Reubenites from the tribe of Reuben, their names Dathan and Abiram, cause the main ruckus. They are the main dissenters and they cause some other folks to rise up as well, 250 other lay people from the Israelites. So this led to a bit of a test where uh, Moses had Aaron and the dissenters and the other 250 people from the congregation to come forth with censors before God so that God could reveal whom he has set apart as holy and to show who was picked for the special tasks of being the priest. That, that kind of comes out a little bit later on more definitively. But anyway, what happens is they all come together and Moses says, you know what, if this, if this thing is from me, if this judgment is only from me, then uh, you all may just probably will die a natural death. But if there is judgment here uh, because of your descent against God, then God's going to cause a new thing to happen. And what happens is there's a bit of an earthquake. There's some diverging plates of earth that separate and cause the people of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram and everything that they have to be swallowed up into the place of the dead, Sheol. And that surely rattles the whole congregation. Now you think that would have been enough for the whole congregation to kind of settle down and remember, hey, God's in control, God takes sin seriously, we are accountable for our actions, so on and so forth. However, from verse 42 and onward, we see that the congregation causes a bit of another rebellion, accusing Moses and Aaron for killing all of the people. So, of course, there are consequences for these actions as well, because these people are standing outside of God's order, God's covenant, and there is judgment that's passed on. And it's a plague in this instance that uh, kind of comes out as a response from God to these 
dissenters and these who are basically blaspheming God, right? This is a no-no in holy life and holy living in this community. So Aaron basically, as priest, he grabs the censer at Moses' direction and he makes atonement before the congregation and stops the plague from getting worse. And it's interesting here that this is a, a picture for us of what Jesus did for us in his priestly office. He stands between God and us. You know, we are sinners. Our, our goal is to become less and less inclined to sin um, through our sanctification and our collaboration with the Holy Spirit. We seek to be more holy each day. Uh, to be holy as God is holy, as the command was throughout Leviticus, as we heard. But Jesus is standing in between us. He's our intercessor. He's our mediator. Uh, and he's the one who kind of causes a buffer uh, between us and God's wrath. When we place our faith in Christ, we are literally placed in him, as Paul would say. We are in Christ. And because of that, we are shielded from the wrath of God. We are shielded from the penalty of our sin because Jesus took that all upon himself. And that's a beautiful thing. That's great news for us. In the next chapter, God makes it abundantly clear whom the priests are to be. And that, of course, is the priest through the Aaronite line, through the line of Aaron. So what does God do? He has Moses get the people to bring a rod from each of the tribes to put their names on it. For the tribe of Levi, he said, write Aaron's name on it. And that was done. And that those rods would be placed before the Ark of the Covenant overnight. And in the morning that they would go check and see and they would know whom the proper priesthood is. From which tribe the priesthood shall descend. And when they went in there, they saw the rod of Aaron sprouted. It didn't just have like a little greenery show up on it. I mean, if that happened, people would probably doubt it. But instead, it had full blossoms and even bore fruit, right? There were almonds, ripe almonds ready for the picking. This could only be by the hand of God. And so, the priesthood is yet again anchored to the family of Aaron. But as you would guess... The murmurings of the people of Israel would continue in different ways, different shapes, and different forms as time would go on. So friends, I think this is a great reminder to each of us to live lives that are rooted in thankfulness and love and grace and not in enmity or jealousy because those things only lead to sin. They lead to division and distance between us and God. And I think we also need to take note that God takes sin very seriously. God wishes for us to live holy lives. He wishes for us to live in close proximity to him. God is community. God is love. And he wants us to be as close as possible. But when we sin, we are putting a wedge between us and God. And we are putting stress on the vocation which he has placed on our lives, which is to share his love and his glory with each other and to reflect that same goodness and grace and love throughout the world. And we should give thanks that Jesus did come to bear the penalty of sin 
on himself. Through Jesus' blood, we have forgiveness. Through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, God was able to inaugurate a new thing, the new creation, the kingdom of God, where we could truly be a people that are a people of love, that are freed from the shackles of sin and death. We need to take that seriously. It's a, it's a call for each of us as followers of Christ. So friends, I hope that you lean into that truth today, that you take sin seriously, that you confess it to God uh, when there is sin in your life. Uh, even confess the sin that you don't know in your life because we all have that as well. And the Holy Spirit prays for us, which I take comfort in because we don't always know uh, what's going on in our own lives. We don't know how we've stepped out of line or harmed someone. So it's good to just have a pattern of confession in our prayer lives so that we might have forgiveness of sins. And let us take joy in the fact that we have eternal life through God, who loved us so much to step into the muck of the world as God in the flesh, Jesus Christ, so that we might have life through him. Well, friends, as always, it's been a great pleasure being here with you on this podcast. Hope that you're, if you are enjoying this podcast, that you would consider hitting like and subscribe, maybe share it with a friend um, on whatever platform you're listening to. And, and if they say, hey, I don't have that platform, there are plenty of other ways to grab it. Apple Podcasts, the, the podcast store on Android devices, Stitcher iHeartRadio, all of those other ways. Basically, any place that has podcasts, uh, we can be found. And if you hit subscribe, that'll help us get found further by those who are seeking uh, to learn about God's Word. I hope that uh, you all have a very blessed day, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless.